Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively and above all else joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hello there, Liz. Hello there, Lee. Hello there. Wow. Yeah. How you doing? You missed your career. In? Answering the phone at the radio station. Hi. This is Lee. How may I help you? This is Be Powerful with Lee and Liz. We're here to take your questions. Do you know we have to, we really have to drop your voice down sometimes, don't we? Oh, you mean like I was too high? No, like you are such a professional. (laughs) She's got the professional, you know, answer the phone voice. There it is. You could answer the phone. Let's have the phones open and you could go, hi, this is Lee Cannelli at Be Powerful. They just get to ask questions. (laughs) They go. I get to answer. I get to read the phone book. Uh, oh, okay. Well, so, that's good. Glad we're on the mic. Yeah, glad, glad to be we're back. Visually recording this for YouTube. So, mm-hmm. reminder: if you are listening and would like to watch, we're on YouTube. There also. it is. Yeah. Good. Okay. So, how are you? We've had a good day so far. I'm great. You taught a great class this morning. Why? Thank you. I mean, it was wicked. The core ball was out. Uh, oh, I came yeah. in strong. I left like a wet noodle, and that means I had a great day. Great I morning. Love it. Good, thanks for coming. How do I look? I mean, I showered. You look really good. Yeah, I don't ever shower. I mean, until later. <laughs> you know, until later okay. in the day, but you know, I thought, well. Well, we'll do it for now. Yeah. Um, we were laughing because right when we hit record the first time, the recorder died and needed new batteries. And so you got new batteries out, and I said, I mean, you're amazing. You I, always have a surplus of batteries. And you said, I should have been. I should have been a Girl Scout. I mean, I should have been a Girl Scout. I'm always prepared. I have a book literally in the living room that says, more is more. I have all the batteries in the world. End of the world coming? <laughs> Call me. Okay, so, but you weren't a Girl Scout. No. Why no, not? My mother, you know, my mother was like, your sister did that, and I'm not putting up with it. I'm like, putting up with what? I'm just going to, I just want the outfit. I want the <laughs> green outfit with the sash, with the badges. She goes, no, 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 we're not doing that. I went, how about the brownies? I mean, I wanted to just have an outfit, right? Right. No, instead she made me to go to GAs at church. But the Girl Scouts, I could have been a great Girl Scout. That's a regret you have that you weren't well, a Girl Scout. Well, not a big Scout. regret, but I mean, I would have been naturally excelled at it. at it. Yes, <laughs> I would have excelled at being a Girl Scout. So now I, I am. I would agree. Yeah. What else? Okay, let's play this game to start. What else <laughs> as the baby of your family did you get robbed of? Because of your status as the baby and your mom or, and dad were exhausted. Respect. Are you kidding me? Respect. I mean, come on. The baby, I was baby by 13 years and five years. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, we have this child. Oh, well, they used to, I used to leave the house at like, I don't know what time in the morning. Who knows? Whenever I woke up and went in and got my donut and headed out with my friends. I mean, literally as an eight, nine-year-old. And they would call me home for dinner. I mean, like with their mouths, like you don't have phones. <laughs> They're just like yelling through the neighborhood, this dinner. And that's the only time I ever went home. Okay, what's that got so to that, do with respect? I, respect. I mean, I don't know. You just like, you know, I don't, they don't care, you know, they don't care where you are. You're just right. out. And then it's almost like an afterthought. Oh, we have this other child. Mm-hmm. She's got, she's out, she's out somewhere. Let's get her in here. But what um, else weren't you allowed to do? Anything oh, I was else allowed to like do anything. That? 
Yeah. No, so you weren't a Girl Scout. Was there like a sport you wanted to play? They were just like, we don't have time. Oh, I could play basketball because we had a basketball goal and my brother and his friends were playing basketball. So that's why I got good at basketball. Okay. But uh, I had to really like force my way into dance. I really wanted to, all I really wanted to take was oh, acrobatics, which they call acro now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I had to force my way into that. But basically, again, it was about the outfit. I wanted the costumes, okay? <gasps> and so I got myself in that, got four years under my belt. Soon as I was like going into fifth grade, my mother was, mm, that's done. Okay. I'm done with driving you to ballet and tap. You're done. <laughs> and that was that. Yeah. As long as I could get myself where I needed to be, I could go, which is one of the reasons we have these really civil conversations about how often you are in the car driving your children all day long. And it, right. sh- it blows my mind. Because you, your mom didn't do it, and no. I did. And so no. you're very judgy about it. I am judgy about it. I, I fully admit that. Plus, if you talk to Clary, I didn't drive her around all the places. Mm-hmm. She played whatever sport, you know, basketball. She played volleyball, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was at Country Day. And they, she, got, she was already at school. I just had to pick her up in the afternoon, right? <laughs> they took buses to games. Now y'all like drive them I around. Know. It's crazy. We really do. You really do. But you know, I know we're preaching to the choir because everybody listening Everybody's to this podcast with it. children is probably in their car right now listening to this podcast on their way mm-hmm. to a soccer game. Well, I just don't I got understand. respect for that, by the way. I'm not dissing you, right? Even though Are it sounds you? like it. <laughs> I mean, it's like we all agree it's wild and crazy, but we all do it anyway. So we're all on. I don't know why you do it. You're just trying to follow the crowd. Stop following the crowd. Be yourself. No, (laughs) that's different. That's different. Nah, it's not different. Yeah, my kids enjoy the sports. Well, good. They get a ride. Get a ride. We do. We have carpools, but still, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, good for you all. I'm really impressed with parents, I think. What would have been your best badge as a Girl Scout? Ah, definitely whatever. the, uh, probably rock climbing or something. What? You know, don't think, I have no idea. What are the badges? I, I don't have, know. I've not been great at the sewing part. I think mm-hmm. you had all the, I have no idea what the badges are. Well, that's true. Mine would have been like doing things, like <laughs> building a fort. I would have been a great fort builder, you know? That's good. I would have been good at piling up the rocks to throw against the heathens that were trying to, you know, oh, wow, we make it over mix. our walls. Like medieval times with Girl Scout. That, everybody's getting like a glimpse into the depth of your brain, and it's very fascinating. Well, can I get one more thing with the Girl Scouts? And I know nothing about the Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. except I heard, read recently that the Girl Scouts are kind of trying to be in the Boy Scouts. I don't know. We'll have to research that. We have to that. research that. But if they are, why do they want to be in the Boy Scouts? They've already got the Girl Scouts and the outfit. Is that another equality thing? I think it might be, which is no worries there. We, we're all about well, equality. Sure, but I don't know. I always kind of struggle with the overarching trying to make everybody equal when like, we're all not as individuals, as separate sexes. We're never going to be exactly the same. And I don't mean equal but we don't want to be the same we want to be respected respected equally like given the same so maybe the girl scouts don't feel respected we're gonna have to look into this we will let's not we probably don't need to talk about them because we don't know we don't know anything about it however uh speaking about equal time i have enjoyed watching the um ncaa march madness tournament and the championship and all that and the commercials from and i'll shout them out buick Oh yeah, have been about, and they'll they'll play a clip from like a swim meet or some other sporting event of women and go, 
we bet you didn't hear this, but this girl won the national championship. And we at Buick are going to support women's sports. And I really love that. Mm -hmm. And speaking of a shout out, how about University of South Carolina women's basketball just winning the national championship? Yeah, our Tar Heels fell a little short, but they did a great job. Yes, they did. And we're going to be there again. Hubert Davis is my love. He really? Yeah, I mean, I've always loved him. I know. I like him too. He's good. According to Wikipedia, we are from the same hometown. His birthday's two days before mine. You all are like soulmates. That's what I said. Yeah. And when I was middle school, high school. We should get him on the podcast because of that. Great point. Yeah. We're going to do this. All right, we're going to do this. Okay, we got that. Look forward to that. In middle school and high school, when I knew I wanted to go to Chapel Hill and was into watching basketball, that was his heyday. And it was just so And he played for Dean. And I just got to say one more thing about him. And you've been, I mean... To me, watching him during the tournament mm-hmm. that just happened, um, it was like the second coming of Dean Smith, but with a whole lot more energy. I mean, I really wow. felt the Dean effect in his coaching. Interesting. I just loved it. I thought it was yeah. great. So. Well, and uh, to bring all of this randomness together, I'd like to shout out my college friends because <laughs> <laughs> we've been on a, a rampant rampant. Um, text chain and we call each other <laughs> there's 12 of us and we sadly but awesomely call each other the dirty dozen we definitely real original dressed up <laughs> as girl scouts one of our halloweens at chapel hill wow and i cannot talk to you about the outfits or what was involved that is a secret but it was a good time and i would just like to shout them all out to and come so, full circle about so, girl scouts and unc <laughs> okay exactly and you were the president of kd right that was by default Whatever she was, so Thanks, that's Lindsay. good. That's good. <laughs> We're proud of you, Lee. Thanks so much. I'm not going to tell you what Katie stands for. Kappa Delta, and that is all. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it stands. But I'm not. Okay. We can. Everybody has stereotypes, and we are not going really to see them. For. <laughs> all right. Well, we fully digress. Yeah. Now we are. That's our best part. I know. We have some serious material. We came on with serious material today. Why is that? Because we were talking about change last time. Yeah, last week we were. Yeah. And, you know, the month that we're in currently, it's April. Mm-hmm. It is spring. Mm-hmm. Everything outside looks fresh and vibrant and new and beautiful. And, you know, everybody's sneezing with the pollen. Mm-hmm. We just moved from COVID to allergies. And and it's all good. But it made me think about, like, rebirth popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Just about What's well, Easter time? It's springtime. It's uh, traditionally all kinds of rebirthing mm-hmm. uh, celebrations during this time of year. Mm-hmm. So that's where we were thinking. Right. And, and how we as humans are generally born into this body and soul that gets nurtured along the way mm-hmm. and grows within a cultural environment that begins to define who you are. Right. And so it's kind of that give and take of how were we defined and at what point do we begin to define ourselves and or redefine ourselves and at what point a rebirth of ourselves is kind of needed in order to get there mm. deep question and <laughs> deep and thoughts. and exactly what we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. uh, like who defines you mm-hmm. were you born believing that uh you know women should not be with women and men should not be with men or were you taught that you know mm-hmm. where do we get our belief system mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned being around, everybody knows this, children, children before they're taught, they don't have any 
interest or clue or or judgment on uh, love. We're just going to talk about that for a sec. You know, if they see a a gay couple or, um, you know, even anybody, trans, anybody. Right. It's just a human being a human. Um, And so you're taught that. Right. And so we recently had uh, an incident where there was some, you know, children saying things to somebody we know mm-hmm. um, and and talking about, you know, us being lesbians. That was, right. You know, and I, I was like, that doesn't seem like a child thing to say. To that say. seems like an adult thing that a child has learned from an adult. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you ever and punished then the, the child here. You Right. And the impression that that is a negative. It, Thanks. Right. 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 So it's it's the language that we hear, and then the stereotypes that go along with the image of what that is. I was talking with someone recently about they were having frustrations with their school. I think everybody's dealing with this. If we kind of don't have to get into it, but like Florida schools saying, "Don't say." Gay. Don't say gay. I mean, the the bill is basically saying that between the ages of whatever, when you start school third grade. to third grade, you may not discuss sexuality. And this is a now in, in law mm-hmm. at in Florida, in the state of Florida, which I disagree with so vehemently because children at that age, many children are questioning w- who they are especially if they're little um, transsexuals or if they don't identify or feel normal in a boy's body or a girl's Mm -hmm. body. And that would only really harm them psychologically. And I think the thinking on the side of the people that said, but we're not going to have that discussed, is that they somehow believe that adults influence children into thinking who they should be, which which is true. true. Right. But it's also not allowing that individual curiosity of, I don't really want to play with a Barbie doll. You mm-hmm. know, I'd rather, you know, race car, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that little tomboy girl is thinking or the, the little boy that wants to dress up in dresses. Mm-hmm. Like that's telling him he's wrong, or at least he's telling me, don't well, talk about don't it. Talk about it. Okay. So that's the difference. I, that aside, I'm going to play a little bit on the other side of the fence. Please do, because on this. there's and always Probably that. not to that specific bill, but I think it's, I brought it up to say it is kind of in the air, these types of bills and discussions at schools and communities. This almost over-focus on defining and labeling. So I have a real hard time finding the balance between let people be who they are and those Feelings are accepted by everyone Mm -hmm. versus we're going to spend a whole lot of time and a whole lot of curriculum making sure we all understand that this person is X, Y, Z, and this person is color, red, orange, yellow. And it almost, to me, creates more boundaries in the mind of the child, which I don't think is right. I mean, I don't personally think that's healthy. It's almost like we as adults are creating more differences limitations for our children to see oh we're all really different Mm -hmm. and then there's the slippery slope of therefore in a hierarchy of better or worse when I think children sometimes don't even recognize that as what makes us different we're all humans exactly 
And they might just be like, oh, that color, that person is the color brown. They're taking a child's natural curiosity Mm -hmm. and squelching it. Mm -hmm. And we, at some point in all of our lives, our curiosity was squelched. And I think it's our job, and I'm I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but I want to go back to that. Because I think our job as human beings, especially the the more grown up we become, is to try to re-grasp that curiosity that I don't care who you are, Mm -hmm. has been beat out of you, whether it, you know, any way, shape, or form, whether it's a teacher, a parent, or a mentor, has said, no, this is the way of the world, don't do not do this because it's wrong or it's unnatural. Mm -hmm. And I think children have a real natural curiosity about everything. Mm -hmm. And who they are innately before we just implode them with lots of different labels and so it's, it's yet again another reason I don't want to go to Florida anymore. <laughs> okay. You were back on that, and that was not the direct. That was just yeah. an example. Yeah. And really, I feel like, in a way, adults are overcompensating. Overcompensating? Yeah. I think there's this extreme focus on diversity and equality and inclusion that, to a point, oh. isn't natural. Terrif- what terrifies parents. Right. It's called fear. Once again, the crux of the matter is fear. I do not trust a three-year-old not to run out in traffic. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that three-year-old is holding my hand and is not getting near the traffic. Mm-hmm. But I am going to trust a three-year-old to explore their body, their, you know, ask me any question. Just answer the, I've always said, just answer a question of a child. Mm-hmm. They want to know, you know, why is that man with that woman? How did that baby come? Answer the question. Right. Don't go into, well, you know, and him and Hall. I mean, I, I just think the parenting aspect of being with children is such an educational also aspect for the parent. It's their memory of being so curious about how life works mm-hmm. and allowing children to explore and make their own decisions on things that will not harm them. I think the problem comes when parents decide that if little Tommy wants to dress like little Jane, then that will harm him. Yeah. I just And and you're saying right because they are acting out of a fearful place that that child will right either be bullied or it will embarrass the no, parent? I think, it'll what? Be, I think it's all about the fear of not fitting into society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, who defines you? Does what other people think of you define you? For a lot of people, yes. Well, I would say for the vast majority. <laughs> yeah. And I think every single day we all think about, we might think we are beyond that. I think mm-hmm. when uh, you and I came out and became uh, you know, homosexual people after being a lifetime of heterosexual, that was a massive uh, upheaval and, and shift mm-hmm. and fear for all of us. And and one of, I would say, our greatest behind the fact that we would hurt our families was that we would not be accepted. And it it is very important that everyone is accepted. Yeah. That's our natural it's our natural thing is to be right. accepted by someone. Right. That we want love and acceptance yeah. no matter who what it looks at. Uh-huh. And so, mm-hmm. so going back to kids, they just need to be accepted for their curiosity. And I we like need that. to calm down because we're the ones that lost the curiosity. 
And you find the people in the world that are so creative and so (laughs) the billionaires, like the guys flying into space, these are people that are curious. You lose your curiosity and you can't be creative. Right. And we've talked about how that breeds such a sense of dissatisfaction and getting kind of stuck Mm. in your life and your routines. And, and it's very hard to redefine yourself if, you're Where not even you thinking about it. Are you feeling stuck anywhere? No, I'm not. I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. I mean, good question. Yeah. No, currently, no. I mean, I certainly have in different levels before because we do the linear life path of mm-hmm. raising children and meeting their needs and going to work. And, and that can get repetitive and mundane. I mean, a lot of life is very. Make them get a ride. It won't be so Do mundane. the dishes. <laughs> Do the dishes. Make the bed. You know, put your life together and then go out into the world. And I'm not at a stuck Or point. how about you're just curious about doing the dishes? I'm trying to do things like that. Okay? Are you? No, I am. I, okay. Okay. Have you ever heard of Eckhart Tolle? Yes, you have. <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah, I know. I'm just throwing that out there because one thing I gleaned from listening to some of his seminars and things, and he's a really high-thinking spiritual leader mm-hmm. person, okay. is you know the the great things come from the small things. Mm-hmm. So you know, enjoy every dish you put in the dish. Really pay attention to that. No, I agree with you. I'm bringing awareness to. I think that's what causes a lot. Mm-hmm. of dissatisfaction within people is think, not letting, you know, the small joys of life even enter. I think it's going to annoy you if you're not in a good relationship. I'm sorry, I went right. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like we're jumping. No, we are jumping. Okay. And the reason I said... I was trying to set it up as I think it's very easy in this linear lifestyle of our society to get stuck. Mm-hmm. But to your point... Being curious mm-hmm. helps breed more joy and enjoyment of life no matter what it is you're doing. And so that moves to the more important levels, not day-to-day stuff, of relationships. Right. Um, which is the, I think, the crux of the matter is the mm-hmm. relationship with our, it's not just with other people, of course, it's the relationship with yourself. If you're impatient with yourself, you're like, oh, I've just got to go drive this carpool one more day. I've got to go dish, do the dishes. I've got to make a thousand meals. I mean, you look on, you scroll Instagram, which I, we all do way too much, especially me. And, and it's like uh, somebody said the other day, being an adult is just really overblown. It's like you just do the dishes the rest of your life and figure out what to cook, yeah. right? But also, if you really enjoy cooking or you enjoyed your the person or the people you're around or the relationships maybe your children or your people that you love mm-hmm. those things become so not so mundane exactly right so so it's that that squashing of curiosity that we do to our children by accident do you think we, we do it to ourselves, to ourselves? that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I should be doing... And I went through a thing yesterday. Wow. <laughs> Let's just bring it up. Good. I'm always the one having the meltdowns. So I, did, I had a meltdown. Go right ahead and share. I felt like I wasn't getting anything done mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't doing the big thing. Like I have... My life is now really kind of following my dreams, following mm-hmm. my thought mm-hmm. process. And so when I do it... I am impatient. We all know that. And and I want it to be done quickly. When you want it done. <laughs> <laughs> quickly. And um, everything I did took 
all day long. Mm. I mean, I even tried to download um, a podcast for our new producer, and it, it took four hours for me to do it. I was ready to rip the walls down yeah. when you walked in the door. I know. So instead, I ripped you down. <laughs> Indeed, that's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's so, the thing. It just, so it's that's easy stuck. to get stuck and caught, and you're usually not I had a the victim of yeah. that feeling, but you did because you're human. Well, but also I always say to you and to everybody I talk to or me, when I talk to me, my anger or my frustration is my choice. Mm-hmm. And when you and I sat down and talked about my anger and my frustration, which I had a boatload of both going on yesterday, yeah. lots of that. I, I just admitted, I went, this was my choice. I wallowed in it. And I enjoyed it in that really sick way, yeah, you, you know, that, that really sick it. way that you enjoy being miserable. And I went, this is becoming really miserable. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So we I got mean, through it. You have to get to that point where you're almost banging your head against the wall and having a little bit of an out of body experience. Yeah. Go, yeah. This has got to stop. Yeah. And I think that's the, just the perfect example when you're in relationships that people have a lot of responsibilities in different ways and levels. And you are at a point where you're smoothly running a business, but you have higher level dreams and wishes that you want accomplished. And if I'm in the weeds running a carpool or doing a schedule, which or, I also sort of put you down in that I was like, where have you been? Right. Not like running a Even parble? though those things aren't valuable to you, they are to me at the time. Right. First of all, it's that's called bullying. That was not nice, and I admit it. But you were frustrated, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we could talk and it this out. This is why we get along. I know. Um, so we, we did talk it out. I mean, and I think that's important. I mean, that mm-hmm. awareness in that give and take of a relationship to understand what the other person's going through and not what they're doing to you because it's un- not unintentional, but it's usually for a, another reason. It's not about It's never you. about you. Mm-hmm. I, what I was saying to you, and thank God, you, everybody needs a partner that understands that. Mm-hmm. That if somebody loses their temper, it's never about you. I don't care what you've actually done. It's never, ever, ever about you. It's about them losing their shit, mm-hmm. unable to discern what's important and to rather... Re- lash out at the one person you love instead of doing the breathing, taking a breath. And I always say, write it down. I wasn't going to write it down. <laughs> I, know, I couldn't wait to walk through the door so I could throw it right in your done. face. And to be clear, that, that's, <laughs> you were a little fiery, losing your temper. There's some levels of that that are certainly unacceptable, which is mm-hmm. not what you did. So no, not, I didn't. We're not I saying did not that, lose my temper. that that's acceptable. Um, but I threw my weight around. <laughs> and all is... Well, yes, yes. So anyway, we got we got way off on um, childhood curiosity. Who defines you? So how did you define yourself, and how were you defined mm. in your youth? Well, what did it look like? It's it's fascinating. I was defined by I think uh, how athletic I was, or how mm. how well I did in the physical athletic field. But also was being defined, and, and again, I think I was defined by myself too, but I really enjoyed the accolades that I right. received from that, and I think we're all drawn to, like you were the linguist and the speller and the academic, and you were really drawn to that, you know, 
that nurturing and that patting on the back and those yep. rewards that you received when you did a good job mm-hmm. with your grades. Um, I could do a bad job with my grades and win a basketball team and score 25 points and nobody worried about it. You know? <laughs> right. Because in every way it was like, yay. You know, right. Great. So, but again, I was defined by my actions and I also believed what other people thought of me. Of course. And that's when you're young. But when is it? Do you make that change? That's it's totally acceptable when you're young, uh, because you're learning, and the, the good adults around you will tell you you're more than what your grades are, or you're more than what your athletic ability or your dance ability or whatever it is you do. Right. But at some point, as an adult, and I'm not sure where that comes, but it, I wish it'd come earlier for me, but it came later. Was I decided to define myself? Mm-hmm. And decided that as much as I need community, I was more important and that I had the courage to re, re, redefine myself. And I had faith, no mm-hmm. knowledge, faith that I would find community. And that's... I like that. That's bravery, I think. I know. I was going to say, I think, in my opinion of not knowing you then, but who you are today and hearing you speak, you always had a good sense of self. Mm-hmm. Your whole life. I mean, and certainly some things that occurred to you brought out that more in a positive way and some made you feel less than. Um, But I think you've always had a sense of self. And I think for me, it took me a longer time to develop a sense of self. Mm -hmm. To your point about accolades, approval, I mean, that was really the path that I took. So it was putting myself in a mold that, you know, I didn't really know. I think you also was. put in a mold and you accepted that. Yeah, because it felt good. Yeah. It felt good. It felt good to have approval and, and praise for, for simple things. So sp- speak to, I think there's a lot of people like you. I mm. think there, and that really rely on the accomplishments and the praise. And, and I'm, I'm in that group, everybody's in that group, but with your specific situation, Speak to how you had the courage to to redefine yourself mm-hmm. and have the faith that you would survive it. Right. I mean, I think I always, there's not a good girl and a bad girl. There's just not. But I've always felt like a good girl. Um, <laughs> well, then I'm the opposite. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that meant behaving in certain ways that were natural to me. I mean, I wasn't... Um, faking it along the way, but I was just doing, and y'all have heard this on the podcast before, the next right thing, and really to the point of the question, where did the courage come to begin to redefine yourself? And I really just think it's with age, and for me having children, there's the the lisp. Um, It's the... Uh, What's it called? The what are they Invisalign. Called? Invisalign. I don't want to bring attention know to it. Stop. How much fun Stop. the Invisalign is for me. Stop anyway, it. I keep going. Okay, so <laughs> the courage to look at having a son and a daughter, and realize that I think them being very different from one another helped me see we're all born and pop out as our unique individuals, and that unique individuality should be what I'm nurturing as a parent and not you need to follow my rules. So that's just how I felt as a parent because I think I was just frankly shocked to have a boy. I have one sister. I didn't know about boys. And he is so much Clearly, like you. That's I just so funny. don't know anything about boys. I'm like women. But 
he is very different than when my daughter popped out. And I'm like, wow, okay, I have a boy and a girl, and that's just different. I have a first child and a second child. And for me, that's where I'm curiosity about birth order and all these things. And I just wanted to be an example to them of listening to yourself Mm -hmm. and letting them know that, you know, I love exactly who they are, how they are. So why can't I love myself that way? Right. And yeah, if any parent can love themselves a one thousandth as much as they love their children, Mm -hmm. then they're going to really love themselves (laughs) because you don't love anybody more than you love your children. Right. Right. Um, Right. And it's interesting. I wonder, I mean, of course I redefined myself, but did I change because I got older and saw the world differently? That's just experience and evolution. Or did I like really break some tight glass mold and shatter it? I mean, I think the former. I mean, I think I'm still the root of myself, but just was able to spread my wings a little bit well, more. Well, you also didn't do it all in one fell swoop. None of us sure. do. And I think that's what I'd like to say on this podcast So for listeners. I mean... It's not that you do one big thing and then you're done. Yeah. I mean, you're you're redefining yourself every time you, you know, breathe. Mm-hmm. You you can you can redefine yourself with your thought. Mm-hmm. A thought can become an idea, an idea can become an action. Mm-hmm. And it might take a really long time. But if you find something that really is a passion and you think, how 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 am I possibly could I, could I do that? Or how, mm-hmm. how is that possibly who I am? I love that. You know, you, you can just sit with it. You don't have to do anything real fast with anything. You can just be with the thought for a while and then the thought becomes an idea and then mm. becomes an action. Right. And, uh, and so, whereas it may feel like, you know, oh, I was always supposed to be where you're sitting right now. And, and maybe you were, but that wasn't a real quick thing. This was, of course, this not. was probably, from the time you were a small child, just, you know, the, I always say respect those things when you think, wonder if. Uh, yeah. The, when, when you always say, if, especially as a kid, mine was always, wonder if I could fly. <laughs> you know, wonder if. Just <laughs> hold on was, to those. I wonder if I studied more. <laughs> <laughs> mine was just like, wonder if I left how long would they know no, I was gone? gone. <laughs> because I had such freedom, right, when I was a little kid? Mine was, I probably need to tell mom I'm using the restroom now because <laughs> everybody needs to know where I am at all times. So opposite because I'm the one that showed up at church with no panties on. <laughs> and wow. my mother goes, Pete, my brother, and she's got her teeth gritted. I mean, she's Mrs. First Baptist Church of Concord, North Carolina, wearing a hat out to five feet off of her head. And she go, Pete, you get her home and you get her panties on and you get back to this church right now. And you should have seen the way she would talk. Because wow. I was just this wild child. I'm like, I'm not wearing these panties. She would make those ruffle, you know, the ruffle ones. Why you say that? What? I don't use that word. What? I say underpants. Panties. Oh, stop it. Okay, anyway. What's wrong with panties? You had the ruffly ones? Yes, the cotton. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember those? I was like four. I don't know. I mean, yeah. children still wear them, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them put the... Usually like those diaper covers. They also put their initials on their bottom. Yes. Which they did when my That's granddaughter Aubrey's. And our Clary did. And I was like, uh, how pretentious is that, Clary? And she goes, mom. 
<laughs> boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. Yeah, this is my kid. I'll do what I want. That's um, funny. Um, well, I'm going to save us from the abyss right here. Um, the, uh, really? <laughs> you said We're something always in about passion too, and that mm-hmm. raised a flag of awareness for me about going through rebirth and being able to find things that make you passionate. So I'm a teacher by kind of career trade, school teacher, and then for you, I've been a fitness teacher instructor You're natural too. and that is where That's I do you. feel natural and yeah. that passion and so to be able to luckily enough for myself choose to work and choose to work when I had children and have the support to do that and to continue that I think really helped open up just my life and eyes mm-hmm. two different experiences two different people and allowed that daily joy to manifest right. that we were speaking about earlier that's so important in kind of empowering that fullness right. of living a life as part of that rebirth. And I think along the way we have a million different choices and they're going to lead us down a million different paths and all those old choices are okay. And if you are stuck, you can make a new one tomorrow. Right. Can I just backtrack one Absolutely. second? Because there's a lot of people listening that you said you were allowed to work. There's a lot of people that have to work. And I just want to, I want to just say that it. out there. We all realize they have to work. And again, yeah. they can find their passion. Yeah. Some people have to. I'm not sure how contextually how I meant that. but no, Exactly. But you know, you, you really, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you opened mm-hmm. your own horizons gently. You don't do things in a real I'm Forceful. doing this now. We're and again, we're very opposite in that mm-hmm. way. Um, you're very gentle, and you do it almost seamlessly and quietly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, when it, when you when you come out with this whole new like this whole new life, it's a shock to everyone. It is. Well, and I'm not sure that was seamless and gentle, but I didn't I thought it know was another free. way to deal with it. I mean, this is just who I am. I'm yeah. sorry if you don't like it. We got to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward. We don't have to talk about it. It's yeah. good. Moving forward. <laughs> right. Right. So anyway, I think that's what we wanted to sort of kind of Delve get into. with because I think there's a general dissatisfaction with a lot of people in their life. And I think on a daily basis, dissatisfaction with, am I doing enough with my time today? Mm. If you're looking like I am out this window right now, these pretty camellias, you're doing enough with your time. Mm. I mean, if you're really observing and being a part of life and uh, just being you, you know, and it doesn't have to be positive, negative, just being you Mm -hmm. and resonating with your soul, you're, you're doing what you need to do with your life. And maybe that very instant you're not, but if you keep resonating with who you are, you will be doing great things. For, for you. Exactly. And hopefully for, for others. For others. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here we Tis go. the season for the rebirth, rebirth. for us to find so, out what it will take for you to become a geriatric Girl Scout. <laughs> oh, my God. I could do that. I could start a troop. I just want the outfit. Yeah. Not, and I really don't even like the cookies. I used to. Mm. I mean, the thin men are good. You could eat a sleeve. But I'm like, you know, first of all, y'all, we, if I was a Girl Scout, we'd change the whole cookie situation to some really healthy, good food. 
And we would turn the whole Girl Scout thing into serving the community for help. So maybe I should just start that. Okay. You could be the, I'm the gonna, health and wellness I'm gonna Girl Scout I'm going to keep the green outfit. Though. I love the green outfit. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Oh, so are we good? Well, on that note, I hope everybody goes out and finds a little way to, to bring some joy to your life to others and to think about questioning everything to allowing our our children and ourselves question to everything question. let's say that again question everything everything really just question everything what's the harm in that mm. never just and when you stop questioning you stop growing you stop being happy like i am <laughs> i'm glad you are okay we'll see you next time thanks love you lee love you bye, bye. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com. <laughs>